Well, good morning, City View. It's great to be with you on this incredible Sunday that the Lord has given us. It is such a joy and honor to be with you all today from the beautiful Legacy Center where we had our amphitheater outdoor service united with our Spanish, English, and Ethiopian church. It just had an incredible uh, evening. I'm here in the library of this incredible facility uh, that was a vision and dream of Mor Cirillo. So it's truly an honor to be with you all here at this wonderful facility. I'd encourage you to come and check it out. Well, today I want to talk to you, church, about God. I want you to understand that God is greater than any difficult situation that you'll ever face as we continue in our series Unshakable, standing firm in an unsteady world today. Now, the Bible says in Matthew 7, 24 through 25, and maybe you're familiar with this passage and so forth, but it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus is talking to a bunch of people, and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and then the rain fell. I want you to understand that word rain. And the floods came, remember that word floods, and the winds blew, remember that word wind, and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Father, we thank you for this time together to dive into your word. We look forward to what you have in store for us in today's message, and we pray for a mighty move of your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you think about it, rains and floods and winds can mess up a lot of things. I don't know if you've ever experienced a flood in your home, or you've seen floods, or you've experienced a heavy downpour. I remember as a kid, I used to love to play in the rain, and then there were certain times when you went uh, and you were driving and the rain was just coming down so hard. At one time I was in Topeka, Kansas with a group of people that I literally had to pull off. We had to pull off to the side of the road because the rain was coming down so hard that we couldn't even see the freeway. Maybe you've experienced something like that. Rain can be a joy, but it can also be a burden. It could be a, it could be a difficult situation that you experience. Or maybe even the winds. You know, living in the Antelope Valley, we used to deal in the high desert with major winds and so forth. Some of the winds would be so strong in certain areas between Bakersfield and Lancaster that literally 18 wheelers would blow down uh, in certain areas of, of, the, um, of the county and so forth in that area of the Antelope Valley. It's crazy. But when you think about it, floods and rains and winds can ruin so many things, whether it's inside of our homes or our roofs, or they can literally wash away the foundation of a home if someone's not careful. And those same elements apply to us in our lives emotionally, uh, financially, relationally, or physically, and, and they can rock our lives unless we remember who God is and what God is able to do in our lives. Now, in this thing called life, there's three situations or storms that we're usually gonna experience that I just read in Matthew 7, 24 through 25. Remember I talked about rain? Well, the first one is the rain showers of our culture. The rain showers of our culture. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that our cultural values today have deteriorated than from previous decades? I believe they have. And there are things that are causing mass confusion in our society. What was once wrong is now right. What was once right is now wrong and so forth. And the very fabric of our nation's moral being is being attacked because of alternative lifestyles and alternative ways of thinking. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 4, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. I believe we're living in difficult times. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, Relivers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, uh, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And we're living in that day right now. The second thing that we see, another storm that we'll usually experience based on Matthew 7, 24 through 25, is a flood from our troubling situations. When you think about it, all of us are going to experience one time or another, or maybe you know someone that has experienced the death of a child, 
a spouse or a close friend or a loved one. Maybe you've experienced or know someone who's gone through major financial difficulties or business or personal failures, or maybe being fired or major, major illness like cancer, or stroke, or heart attack, or even the COVID-19 virus, or maybe being unemployed for several months. All of us are going to experience troubling situations sometime in our life. They're inevitable, they're gonna happen. And here's the thing that I've understand, understood about troubling situations. They will come in our life when we least expect them. When, they le when we least expect them. And you usually aren't warned when they're coming. You know, we usually get that warning on TV, this is only a test and you hear that, you know, that kind of a thing and so forth. The bottom line is we don't know when these things are gonna happen. They, but they are going to happen. Even David in the psalm knew that it was, it was like what it was like to be inundated with the flood of a troubling situation. It says this in Psalm 69, 1 through 3, Save me, O God. How many of you have said that in the last couple of months? For the flood waters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold. I'm in deep water and the floods overwhelm me. I'm exhausted from crying for help. My throat is parched. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to help me. Now, even though David was physically drained from the flood that he was dealing with and its effect on his life it, when it came to his sight and literally when it came to his throat, he still trusted in God's power to save him, friends. Even when you're going through a difficult storm, even when you're going through a difficult situation, don't feel like your world is gone. Don't feel like your world is caving in. Remember, as we turn to God, as we cry out to him, that he is mighty to save. He is mighty to save and can help us and can sustain us from the floods of, of hurt or pain or disappointment or tears because His presence is with you. His presence is with you. There will come a time when you'll feel like your life, when your career, when your relationships, when your health or your family might be going on the deep end or in uncharted waters or you might feel like you're just drowning in, in a cesspool of so much drama in your life and you might be wondering what should you do? I want you to listen to what Isaiah said in Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. He said, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your steed. You see, friends, we need to remember that unexpected and difficult situations are more than likely going to come our way sometime or another. But we need to remember that God is with us. Say that right now in your spirit. God is with us based on what we read in Isaiah 43, 1 through 3, even through the hard trials that we face. You see, friends, when you face a troubling situation, remember that God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your circumstance, even the troubling situation that you're going through. And God's plans are always greater than the problem that you're going through. Amen. It might not always be easy. It might even be painful and discouraging, but he said that he would be with us. He would be with us. You are never alone in that troubling trial. You might think that you're all by yourself, but God is with you and will never leave you or forsake you. His presence is with you. Even Jesus, uh, when he commissioned us, 
He commissions us during our difficult situations when he said in Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples of all nations. But with that command, he gave us a promise. And that's so typical of God, that God may command us or charge us to do something, but he always gives us a promise. And in verse 20 of Matthew 28, he says, I am with you always. God promises that as we go about fulfilling his commission, that the very presence of the resurrected King Jesus goes with us. Oh, glory to God for his presence where there is fullness of joy. I found that there's nothing greater in life than to experience the presence of the resurrected Jesus in my circumstance, in my situation, in my trial, or even in my tribulations. Another thing is when you're facing a troubling hardship, remember that God's provision will guide you when you choose to trust in him. Not only is God's presence with you, but God's provision is with us. And I think that's important that we remember that. God has so many promises for us in the sacred scriptures that we read about it. And that is, we might get wet, but we will not drown. We might, uh, we might lose a battle, but we'll win the war. We might stumble and fall, but he will pick us up because he is faithful. He is faithful. Remember, all that you and I need, his hand has already provided because his faithfulness is so great. His faithfulness is so glorious. And God promises to provide for all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, according to Philippians 4, 19. Now, in Exodus 15, 16 through 36, which I would encourage you to read, we read about Moses and Miriam's praise for God for what he had done in the past, how he rescued them and the children of Israel. And then later in, in, the, in, in Exodus 15, they talk about how they praise God for what he would do in their future uh, when it came to providing guidance, protection, and provision. And God promised to rain down bread from heaven in Exodus 14a, and it was called manna. It was called manna. Each day God provided the children of Israel with all that they needed in terms of their daily bread. And each one gathered as much as they needed in that time, the scriptures declare. declare. Why? Because God will always supply all of our needs. All of our needs. The key is we have to trust him to see us through. Friend, remember the only way to experience a difficult situation is you have to walk through it. You have to go through it in order to experience the miracle that's on the other side waiting for you in due time. But you've got to understand that God's provision is, 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 is there for you and I. So how do we deal with a troubling situation in our life? I believe that no matter how hard the rain is or how high the floodwaters may be, we have, to be, we have to remain committed to Christ. Why? Because remaining committed to Christ will carry us through those troubling situations and trials that we faced. We must view troubling situations as an opportunity. Everyone say opportunity. We have to view them as opportunities for, for God to do what only He can do in our circumstance, despite what humanity says, despite what the doctors say, despite what our checkbook says, despite what our financial worth might be, especially in our difficult days. We need to look at everything that we're going through as an opportunity for God to show off and to show up in your life. Amen? Sometimes we might be miserable for a moment. Sometimes we might experience a difficult season for a while. After all, that's what commitment is all about. Just ask any diehard football fan or baseball fan or, or soccer fan or hockey fan or basketball fan. They're committed to their team through thick and through thin, through the hard times and the good times, through the winning seasons and the losing seasons. And when you're committed, basically what you're saying to the Lord or you're saying to your team or you're saying to your business or whatever it is that you're dealing with, that you're willing to go through anything to ultimately see success and satisfaction with whatever it is that you're committing to in that season. 
season. I'm committed to the cross. I'm committed to Christ. And I hope you are as well. And that no matter what we're going through, being committed to Christ will carry us through those rains, will carry us through those floods as we lean on the everlasting arms of the mighty God, Jesus. And finally, something else we usually experience based on Matthew, 20, Matthew 7, uh, 24 through 25 is the strong winds of change. The strong winds of change. We talked about rain, we talked about floods, and now we're talking about the winds of change. We're going to have to live a life with change. It's, it's a part of life. We're all going to experience changes. And it's inevitable. Everything changes in time except God. I want you to remember that. God's promises, God's provision, God's presence, God's, God's power doesn't change, even though things in our life change. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.1, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. All of us will have seasons of summers. We'll all have seasons of spring, winter, and fall in, our, in every aspect of our lives. We'll, we'll go through changes emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, financially. But we must remain committed to loving. We must be, we must be made, uh, committed to serving and obeying God no matter what the winds of change take place in our life. Remember, the difference between better and bitter is one letter. It's the letter I. It's the letter I. The, the difference between bitter and better. So don't make it about what I want. Don't make it about what I need. Don't make it about what I desire in the middle of the winds of change that are coming your way. Because if we're not careful, we can become resentful. We can become bitter. So what is the secret in dealing with the winds of change that we're all experiencing this thing called life? Well, listen to what Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 11 and 13. He said, not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am in. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, in order to cope with the winds of change, you and I need to remember that we need to build our foundation of faith on the solid rock of Christ and not the shifting sands of our culture or the shifting sands of our emotions. You see, friends, when we trust in Jesus, no matter what comes our way, don't forget that the power that you receive as a Christian with Christ is sufficient for you. His power is sufficient for you. His grace is sufficient for you to do His will and to face the challenges that arise or come your way. We need to remember that God's power, that God's provision, that God's presence is greater than any negative winds of change that you and I will be facing today or that we may be facing tomorrow. You see, David praised God for His strength and His might according to, to Psalm 21:13, Even we see those who plot evil and devise wicked schemes, according to Psalms 21:11. Yes, they may succeed in your life. But let me tell you something, friend. We need to remember that their power is temporary, but God's power is eternal. There will come a time when God will intervene. Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead. And we need to remember what it says in Ephesians 1, 19 through 20. It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. So how can we remain unshakable during this season of COVID, during the season of civil unrest, during the season of immorality and division and economic uncertainty? The key is we have to thrive. And, and how can we thrive during the rains, the floods and the storms and the winds that face our lives? We have to have a right foundation in Christ Jesus. We have to dedicate ourselves to the glory and honor of Jesus Christ. Remember, someone, someone is far more effective uh, with God on their side than someone who is apart from him. 
If you want to be effective in your life, you've got to be, make sure that your foundation is the solid rock of Jesus Christ and not the shifting sands of this culture or our emotions. Don't become complacent. Don't take God's presence. Don't take his provision. Don't take his presence for granted, but work at your relationship with God. Cultivate it and work on it on a daily basis. Because friends, in order to remain unshakable, in order to counteract the culture in which we live in and the troubling situations that surround us, you and I have to trust and remember Remember that God's presence, God's provision, and God's power is greater no matter what we face today or what comes our way tomorrow. Amen? So as every head is bowed and eyes are closed, I want to ask you a couple of questions. What is the foundation of your life today built on? Is it truly built on Jesus Christ? Because if your life is not built on Him or is poorly constructed, it will not last forever. Everything we are, everything we do must fit into the pattern provided by God. So be careful how you're building your, your foundation because doing it your way will not last the test of time if it's built on anything else that is contrary to God's word. And maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you're saying, Pastor, that's where I'm at. The, my, the foundation of my life has not been on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Secondly, is Jesus the Lord over all of your life? Where would you spend all eternity if you were to leave this world and go to the next? It's simple, friend. It's either heaven or hell. And today you realize that you've decided in your heart that you want to follow Jesus, that you want to make him the Lord of your life, and that you want to live for him, and that you want to be set free from uh, your sins and receive this free gift of salvation. Or maybe you want to rededicate your life to God. There's no better time than to make sure Jesus is your sure foundation in your life. And the third thing is, what season is in your life are you in right now? It could be from the negative rain showers from the culture that you've experienced. It could be from the floods of a troubling situation, or it could be from the strong winds of change that are affecting you at this time. So I want to pray for you today that God will give you the capacity to endure and to commit through the pain. Remember that God has a plan through your trial. His power, His presence, and His provision will see you through all the changes that you're dealing with right now. Maybe you struggle with trusting God at this time or you feel like giving up. I want to pray that your commitment level in whatever season you're going through or that you're dealing with, that God will help you through that circumstance as you remain committed to the cross and you may remain committed to Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Jesus, for the astonishing power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Even though you were buried in a tomb, it was not the end. We understand that from your resurrection, Jesus, that death is not the end for us for those who called on Christ Jesus. We're honored that you have called, you've commissioned, you've commanded us to go and make disciples of all nations. And we're thankful for the promise that reminds us that your presence, O oh God, is with us. Father, we praise you that your promise to provide for all of our needs physically, materially, spiritually, relationally, Lord God, emotionally. God, we praise you and thank you for your promise in your word that says you will meet all our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the way in which we have seen this promise fulfilled both individually and as a church or as a ministry. And as we look back with thanksgiving, we look forward with anticipation. We trust that you will continue to supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That your power will sustain us through the rains, through the rains and the floods and the winds of change that come our way as we remain committed to Christ and make our foundation on the solid rock of Jesus Christ and the power and the presence and the provision of God Almighty. Lord, I pray for the individual that wants to give their life to you or rededicate their life to you, Lord. That, Father, as they repeat this prayer with me, Lord, that you would begin to do something in their hearts supernaturally today as they, as they say these natural words. Just say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. 
Lord, I believe that you died on that cross, cross and three days later you rose from the grave and I confess you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. And I thank you that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. You are now my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, if you prayed that prayer or were in agreement with one of those things that I prayed with you, I just wanna encourage you, this is not the end, but this is the beginning of great things to come as you walk by faith and not by sight. Monty the Magnificent's got some things to say, and then I've got a giving living moment that I wanna share with you as you give of your tithe and offering. God bless you and have a wonderful day.